and welcome to episode four of the Jacob Burns Filmcast. I am co-host Paige Graham Prey here with Mike. Hi. And we are joined today for a roundtable discussion and Oscars recap with Adrian Frank. Hello. Charlotte Exton. Hello. And Sarah Solomon. Hey. So first off, we're just going to talk um, broad impressions on the ceremony. All of us are very excited and very tired because <laughs> of a ceremony that ran pretty late. Um, but let's get started. What was your favorite or least favorite moment? Eminem. Let's just least talk about favorite it. Or yeah. least favorite. Uh, favorite? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was the most hype I've ever felt in my entire yes. existence on this planet. <laughs> I have to say, we were watching the montage, and I am I enjoy montage yeah. at the Oscars, mm-hmm. and so I was really enjoying it. And then they ended on Eight Mile, and my friends and I were all like this is a weird part of the song to yeah. end on. Like, we haven't actually gotten to the song. It's just, like, the the intro. And I think we all had a moment of realization sort of a second before it happened, <laughs> what was about to happen. And, I mean, there was there was screaming. It was mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> blew me away. I just want Eminem to go on tour with a live orchestra now. Right? <laughs> so badly. I forgot we were at the Oscars. I thought we were at the Grammys or something because everyone was rapping. But then Martin Scorsese was very confused <laughs> about the situation, which made it 10 times better. Yeah, so. it was Scorsese, Idina, yeah. and like yeah. a, a handful of others. They're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but it was really made up for, I think, by everyone else having such a great time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, before we started recording, we were talking about Anthony Ramos and Jasmine Cephas Jones, mm-hmm. who were there last night. Um, original... Broadway cast members of Hamilton, and they were rocking. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, they knew all the words, obviously. Yep. So did did that song get nominated? It so won. Is that, so it is won that? in 2002. He wasn't there. So it was supposed to be like a redemption kind of thing. <laughs> but nobody understood that. Yeah. Is it 18 years later? Like, what? Yeah. You know, on the 18th year anniversary. <laughs> what a random time. Should have waited two years. I did see somebody say yeah. that. They were like, yeah, it was 10 years ago plus eight years. <laughs> yeah, why not just wait to hold out? Like Eminem, just you have your time to shine in two years. Just hold off until then. I don't know. It was great. But um, so Adina Menzel, who, as I was so glad they noted last night, is pronounced exactly as it's spelled. <laughs> yeah. um, I also will say on the song note, loved that for Into the Unknown, they had the singers who performed the songs yeah, great in other languages, mm-hmm. which I have no memory of that ever happening before. And mm-hmm. it was really lovely to sort of think about, I mean, obviously none of us are really the target audience for Frozen, but I do like Frozen. Speak it's for a really yourself. lovely Yeah, it's a really <laughs> lovely story about um, love for your family instead of romantic love. But it was really nice thinking about, um, for once, how global a lot of these films are and paying tribute to the fact that, you know, a lot of people are familiar with this story, but hear it in a different way. And it was really beautiful that they thought to include that. I was really happy with that. Did... The singing feel like a little like too quick. Like it felt yes. like it was a little out of time. Yeah, I think Adina started early and then threw everybody yeah. off, mm-hmm. which I think Adina is amazing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so Adina, if you're listening, I'm not criticizing you whatsoever. That's that's what I think. Yeah, happened a little weird. Not like yeah. terrible, but yeah, I don't mean to like praise Eminem and then. Just an observation. <laughs> yeah. an observation. Just an observation. Yeah. yeah. 
Idina, you're welcome. Anytime on the show. <laughs> We'd love to have you. And um, I Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also on a musical note, I want to talk about how happy I was about Janelle Monet opening Absolutely. the show. Oh my God. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I did see a great New Yorker cartoon that said, um, next time for the Oscars, can we get Janelle Monet just doing a three hour set? Yeah. They can throw the winners <laughs> in a Google Doc or something. <laughs> and honestly, I'm on board. Um, my only beef with that was that the opening intro song oh. included dancers in both Midsommar and Dolomite costumes despite the fact that neither of those films was nominated yeah. for anything. Well I think yeah. in general I mean that was they had people um, in Dolomite in Midsommar in um, Us costumes. Yep. Yes. Um, they had uh, a queen and a slim yep. so I'm kind of wondering um, not to bring us down so mm-hmm. quickly how we feel about them using a lot of um, sort of prominent black films, films, you know, Mm -hmm. um, starring black people in this opening number um, when, as we know, none of those films were nominated. It felt like a weird, like, oh crap, we didn't nominate any of these. Let's just throw them in the intro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it, but it was still weird. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very at odds. And forced. The actual ceremony. Yeah. Well, also I feel like, like, the opening monologue was kind of very weird mm-hmm. and like not I don't know I what do you guys feel about that I felt the like Chris, Chris Rock, Rock Steve and Steve Martin I liked it a lot it, I don't know it felt kind of some awkward. of the jokes really li- did not really, land I will say and you, could, yes. you yeah. could see Steve Martin was like oh and the time <laughs> yeah. it didn't land he's like oh yeah I don't know I didn't like it too much it just it feels weird too that both of them we, I mean, before we started recording, we talked about how theoretically with no host, it's supposed to go faster and smoother. And then it seems like almost every single presenter comes out and makes a joke about there not being a host. Mm-hmm, yeah. And yeah. now we're going to try and be funny in lieu of that. And yeah. it just it felt a little forced as much as I love both of them and their comedy. Yeah. Yeah. There were there were many hosts this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, just pick somebody and let them host. If you're going to try to do this crap again, just ideally Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Yes. 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 Seriously. Yes. They, were the they were phenomenal. Yeah. Their bit was hilarious. Yeah. Which was funny because before it started, I was saying that one of my favorite bits was when Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell described different Best Picture nominees not having seen any of them. And when talking about salmon fishing in Yemen, they're like, they're fishing for salmon and they're in Yemen. <laughs> so I, yeah, I appreciate that levity a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Paul Thomas Anderson, I think you know Maya Rudolph. Might be time to put Maya and Kristen in one of your movies. Oh, oh God, my God. I wish. <laughs> I wish. All right, before we jump into the actual categories, any other broad strokes moments we want to address? Um, another musical moment um, the first woman conductor to yes. conduct yes. at yeah. the Oscars. So cool. Now, her name, uh, she is Irish, I believe, so I'm probably going to screw this up, but I think her name is Imer Noon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Apologies I I remember if how, I butchered I think that. that's how they said it, yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. And she did a great job. She looked amazing. Her she had outfit that kind of was gold mask or jacket. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a real highlight. That was really special. Um, I thought that was really nice. That's something that doesn't get talked about as much mm-hmm. is the lack of representation for women in um, conducting mm-hmm. and composing. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll get to this later, but I would say on that front, it was a pretty good night for the ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, last musical moment, Elton John. Yes. 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 True. Oh, my God. Very true. That's it. 
<laughs> that was delightful. And I yeah. think Cynthia Revo did a really good job. Yes, as well. she I did. Yeah, her it was, performance was beautiful. It was very. It played very well on TV. Yeah. It was very powerful. Yeah. 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 Immediately followed up by an ad for her starring in the Aretha Franklin. Right. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Perfect. Very well done. Well and done. I also liked that her dress reminded me of the opera singer from The Fifth Element with that yes. really high collar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, she was belting it, so obviously same same status in terms of diva status, but uh, yeah. not necessarily a part of the show but uh, i guess shout out to uh that one run the jewel song that they kept playing yes. over and over and yes. over again yeah i love rtj but jesus i know i know <laughs> it was an interesting choice on yeah. their part i do have a non-musical moment not mm-hmm. moment really but just in general i love how much fun martin scorsese looked like he was having <laughs> oh, yeah. most of the broadcast yeah <laughs> Eminem aside. Eminem aside. <laughs> Martin Scorsese truly appeared to be having the time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. I, and and really getting the recognition that he deserves, despite, yeah. you know, the Irishman yeah. not walking away with anything. Going home empty handed, which yeah. I was pretty surprised by. Yeah. 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 It was a big year. Mm-hmm. I think it is it was a shame because everything else won at least one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I would have I would have liked to have seen the Irishman take um, best editing mm-hmm. and yeah. then everything would have gotten at least one. Oh, see, I was not a fan <laughs> of the Irishman. Mm-hmm. I think it was way too long. So mm-hmm. editing, I would have been like, hmm. but but I do like Scorsese mm-hmm. and he does. He did deserve everything that was shouted out to him last night so. i did like the joke i forgot who said it but i really enjoyed season one of the irishman yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, i'm really shocked it didn't take i know we wanted avengers or star wars to get take visual effects yeah. i'm really surprised it didn't take visual effects because everybody was talking about the face right stuff yeah. the de-aging yeah it was pretty surprising um pretty surprising winners across the board yeah um in a lot of categories mm-hmm. um so on that note do we want to dive in let's do it yeah, yeah. Um, so short film live action I believe all of us got wrong yeah <laughs> yeah. so yes. I was surprised Sarah said Brotherhood Adrian said Brotherhood Paige said Nefta Football Club I said Saria Neighbors Window One and I will say that um, I sort of after we recorded changed my vote and thought Saria would win because yeah. of yeah. the historical context for it and the fact that it's such a powerful story and that um, at the risk of spoiling it a little bit um it has a very serious context and backdrop, but at the same time, it's still this really charming portrait of a relationship between two young women Mm -hmm. um, and the way they care for each other in these terrible circumstances. Um, And the neighbor's window is also very charming and um, cutesy for the, for a lot of it until it sort of gets this heavy weight at the end. Um, But I was pretty surprised to see it win. It's me too. Yeah. It, I liked it, mm-hmm. but after watching the shorts, I thought Nefta was a shoe in Yeah. Because mm. of how delightful and charming, right. but like also like sort of serious it was. Yeah. 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 Um, so that one was pretty surprising for me. And I will say that um, it was pointed out to me that The Neighbor's Window originated as a Radiolab episode. Oh, interesting. Which is mm-hmm. really interesting to me. Um, which makes perfect sense because it's sort of this like slice of life in this Brooklyn family's apartment mm-hmm. and what just literally is outside their window and how that interacts with their life yeah. in a way sort um, of a love letter to rear window yeah Hitchcock. in a yeah. way yeah yeah um with a very nice little twist on twi- it. Yeah, yeah for sure um yeah not necessarily someone getting murdered but <laughs> yeah. um, still not exactly light um but so yeah kind of a kind of an upset mm-hmm. but exciting 
Um, and selfishly, I will also say that the director went to my college, so I'm very excited about that, <laughs> Swarthmore College. So shout out to that. Um, Again, you're welcome on the show. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So short film animated. Mike has the results. Paige, Adrian, Sarah said hair love. My broken little heart said Kitbull. <laughs> hair love one. Yeah, yeah. Much deserved. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> did you guys see um Matthew Cherry his pin that he had on his lapel was a hair love pin and it was like the little girl um with her hair um in its untamed oh, that's awesome. format. It was a really great pin <clears throat> and it was really it was so exciting to see them win. Yeah. I saw a tweet last night, I guess it was from him that said uh, it was from 2016 and it was like, "Hey, any film editors out there, uh, I have a really cool idea for a short film." It was like a concept art oh, shot. Was, oh, that's really precious. Yeah. That is. I will also say that on that celebratory note, um, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union, who were producers of Hair Love, invited an 18-year-old kid named Dondre Arnold mm-hmm. to the Oscar ceremony with them because Dondre Arnold was told he wouldn't be allowed to walk at graduation at his high school if he did not cut his dreadlocks off. Oh, wow. So terrible. And, yeah. <clears throat> and so it was really, really exciting to see them literally just by inviting this one kid, validating his experience. Mm-hmm. And it was so in line with the message of the film itself that that was a really touching moment to see them all on the red carpet i was very excited about that documentary short subject based on the name we all said (laughs) skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl and we all got that point (laughs) that being said that clip of it i really want to see it now yeah it looks awesome also Exciting because we did mention that we are kind of skate punk fans. Yeah. That Tony Hawk now has Tony an Oscar Hawk because he was a producer. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a producer. And then when he showed yeah. when they showed him, I was like, we were like "What the Tony hell?" <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome, yeah. and it's also cool to see um, because actually there obviously was an in memoriam that included Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. yeah. um, because he had produced an animated animated short film animated short film so. yeah. um, about basketball and so it is really cool to see people who you would not expect to be in the film world getting behind short film which awesome. is something that's you know not appreciated nearly enough mm-hmm. but um, short films that talk about the way that sports interact with our lives in really charming ways yeah. um, so that was really cool so visual effects Paige, Sarah, and Mike said Endgame. Adrian said Star Wars. 1917 took it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I felt about it. Cool. Yeah. 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 I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, cool. Whatever. <laughs> it was, yeah, surprising. But I um, guess, like, I didn't realize that building was fake. So cool. I was going to say, I thought that they just burned down a building. Yeah, yeah but me too. I guess me not. too. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. There's that. (laughs) Moving on. Sound mixing. Uh, Paige, Adrian, Sarah said 1917. Mike said four versus Ferrari. The sound boy has lost this one. (laughs) 1917 got it. Well, you were kind of right. Ford versus Ferrari did get the other one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Uh the loudest films win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just got a little mixed up. It's okay. (laughs) In line with um, our brief conversation about Hacksaw Ridge, it was interesting to see 1917 win a bunch of the technical awards and Mm -hmm. then none of the sort of Mm -hmm. big title awards that people expected them to win. Yeah, that was what I was thinking. Like, 1917 is all tech. It's not really... Right. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there is a story... But like it's just a standard. No, I don't want to say standard, but it is just a war mission. Right. Yeah. Very much like uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a rehash of that. 
And yeah, that, that film is all cinematography. It is all editing. It yeah. is all mixing. Yeah, if it, if it didn't have all that stuff, it would just be another, another war movie. Yeah, yeah. nothing right. special about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would be just in Dunkirk Shadow. Right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Cool, and sound editing. Uh, we all said Star Wars, and we were all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it was Forbes Ferrari. Yep. Again, yeah, loud films. Mm-hmm. But damn, those lightsabers. And those mm-hmm. TIE fighters. Ugh, come on. I know. It's okay. I Justice can, for the I lightsaber. With, I can live with that movie not having an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't like Babu Frick's Hey! I never I never said that. I think that's what you implied. There was a Bob <laughs> Yeah. There was a brief Babu Frick cameo, which Mike and I texted about. Yeah. Obviously. It was very exciting. <laughs> he should have presented. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. He really should have. They've had animated characters yeah. present before. They had Woody and Buzz present mm-hmm. um one year for animated. So it's been done. And Oscar Isaac was one of the presenters for that category. Imagine Oscar and Babu Frick back together again. I would lose my mind. (laughs) I was going to say something kind of inappropriate, but I won't. Uh, (laughs) Really into how good looking Oscar is. Anyways. um, Your game is very strong. We can always talk about that. Your game is very strong right now. (laughs) (laughs) Production design. Uh, Sarah and Adrian said Hollywood. Paige and Mike said Parasite. Hollywood took it, as Paige Mm -hmm. said over and over again, Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that that is like a very well-deserved movie. It is gorgeous. They really recreated that era Mm -hmm. in a way that I think was so evocative. Yeah, and all Um, the sets and the house itself, it's... It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I thought that was deserved. I, I thought Hollywood was going to love Hollywood way more. Yeah. 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 I did. And yeah. so actually that was the one that I was like, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very happy to see it mm-hmm. win that. And also, um, I didn't look this up. I meant to. But, you know, again, like a theme this year has been people talking about women in these mm-hmm. awards. Mm-hmm. And it was also a theme last night, you know. Yeah. Um, and it was two women who mm-hmm. won for, yeah. Um, yeah, which awesome. for production design. Yeah. And I, I meant to look this up. Um, if that is if that's like a category that women often get nominated in or if that is one where um, you know like most of these categories women often are shunted to the side and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that is something maybe worth looking up yeah. mm-hmm. next we got original song we all said Elton with an exclamation point and Elton <laughs> with an exclamation point one yay <laughs> That was adorable. Yeah. I mean, just he and Bernie looked so happy. Yeah. yeah. It was really precious, especially having seen Rocket Man to then see the two of them on stage and just like appreciating how far their relationship has come and yeah. how they're still producing these wonderful, beloved pieces of music. And I am very glad that Rocket Man got something. Yeah. 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 Justice for Rocket Man. Justice for Rocket <laughs> Man. Especially in the costume department. <laughs> Yeah, and I will say, uh, performance-wise, amazing production. Yes, like, mm-hmm. yeah, all the visuals on the screen and stuff. I also really loved that he was wearing his sunglasses, and yeah. then there were also sunglasses behind him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the doorknobs on the piano. As a expert, I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> Original score: Paige, Sarah, Mike said Hilder for Joker, and Adrian said Thomas Newman for 1917. Joker got it. Yay, Much deserved. Which I'm happy for. Yeah. 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 Really surprising when she shouted out Bradley Cooper. I totally forgot he produced it. Yeah. I, I was like, really? Oh, what? Like, why? I forgot that. Yes. Yeah. And he, I mean, t- to his credit, uh, as as neutral or not 
on the other side of neutral as I feel about A Star is Born. Um, Todd Phillips also, before her speech last night, has cited Bradley Cooper as like a really big force in the editing room yeah. um, of Joker. And <laughs> so credit where credit is due. I, yeah, man. You know, um, it's been kind of surprising, but good for him. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I did love that her speech, um, to Sarah's point earlier about how underrepresented women are in terms of composing and conducting, um, that she included the part at the end of her speech about to all the women who have these voices inside Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. um, have this music in their heart that they need to share it. That was a really lovely, um, ending note. Yeah. Next is hair and, uh, makeup. Mike Page and Sarah said bombshell. Adrian said Judy. Bombshell got it. I just really didn't want Bombshell to get it. And I thought if I Again, bombshell, had some power. I had to get something. If Bombshell yeah. had to win an Oscar, that's the one that... Yeah. But did, that it, it, did it have to win No. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I saw it. It was it was fine. But, but they, they sure made Nicole Kidman and, um, and Charlize Theron look like the people that they were supposed to look like. Yeah, that's the thing, though. I will say that people are citing them looking like Gretchen Carlson and Megan Kelly. But frankly, I'm more impressed by John Lithgow and yeah, Roger Ailes that mm. that for, I know it's not like the hair or the jawline or nose. Um, but that for me was like a huge transformation. Like Roger Ailes is a very distinct looking person, yeah. Yeah. as is John Lithgow. And I feel like that transformation was almost more impressive to me than uh, the women in the film. Yeah, I think it's like. And this this probably doesn't make sense, but because so much of Bombshell is about how their hair and makeup is so like monitored and like at Fox News, mm-hmm. and then that getting an award for mm. hair and makeup upset me in this mm-hmm. way that like yeah. doesn't really mm-hmm. make sense. I think they did a good job with the hair and makeup, but I was upset that it got an award for the thing that the movie is criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, film editing. Page and Adrian said four versus Ferrari. Mike said Jojo. Sarah said Parasite. Four versus mm-hmm. Ferrari got it. The cars and the boys got it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> also very Hacksaw Ridgey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. That it's it's loud. And but at the same time, again, credit where credit is due. Like editing car scenes is really difficult. Yeah, and they pulled um, off that final like str- like the final actual race so well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would have liked to have seen someone else win it, but um, I'm glad I got it right. <laughs> and, uh, and and yeah, tech, technically speaking, it's a huge achievement. So yeah, yeah. Best costume design. Mike said Jojo Rabbit. Adrian and Sarah said Little Women. Paige said Hollywood. Little Women got it. Yay. Yes, Much it deserved. did. Yeah. Got something. It got something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I I will just take this moment to express how happy I was to see Little Women win Best Costume, but disappointed I was to see it not win anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for a brief second, we'll talk about it later, but I thought Saoirse had it for Mm -hmm. actress, Mm -hmm. but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, Best Cinematography. Paige went with her heart and said The Lighthouse, which I really, really appreciate. <laughs> the rest of us said 1917. 1917, unfortunately, got it. I actually thought I went with The Lighthouse because it was so deep in my heart. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. oh, I was so cynical. You played it safe. You played, yeah. you played the game. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Playing to win. Played to win, yeah. Can't be, can't be mad. Roger but, Deakins. I know. 
who has the swagger of like a rock star, oh I might God, add. Yeah. When that guy took the stage, and so granted, so Roger Deakins, it basically took him decades to get his first Oscar. Yeah. And now in less than, I believe, 10 years, he's won two. And... Yeah. um well, less than that, because it, it was it's Blade like Runner. three years. Right. So yeah. he's okay. won two. So in a very compressed amount of time now, he's won two. And it feels like this sort of long overdue acknowledgement yeah. of his talent. Um, but it's really cool just seeing him get up on stage. He just looks like such a... You know, he plays guitar for Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in his spare time. Yeah, I'm sure his Oscars after party was one not to be missed. <laughs> <laughs> My whole Twitter timeline was like, Roger Deakins hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one day Robert Eggers is a uh, DP. Will get something. Yeah. <laughs> Best doc. We all said Honeyland. Yeah. I am shocked. Yeah. Yeah. I actually that. had like this moment, and I um, we had some pre discussion about this, <laughs> where um, on Oscars morning, I um, tried to do a little last minute doc cramming and watched the first half an hour of American Factory and was like, oh, we are all just in our little JBFC bubble (laughs) or our little art house bubble. I was like, there's no way Honeyland is going to win. Um, And the first half an hour of American Factory was very good um, and I plan to keep watching it. Um, And it's on Netflix, so it's just like very easy access. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe out of the five documentaries, it's the only one where like, a, a lot of the movie is in English mm-hmm. and so I just think it's a much easier um, access point and and I that morning was like why didn't we all see this coming <laughs> <laughs> and it's just because like you know we live in a very art housey bubble you know mm-hmm. we played Honeyland a lot of people here put it on their best mm-hmm. of 2019 yeah. lists um, and so we're definitely like in that but I think Netflix really is like a real force to be reckoned with in the documentary category yes. yeah, yeah they, they excel in TV and documentaries, mm-hmm. I think, in my personal opinion. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, are you implying that there are movies outside the JBFC? <laughs> what? <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> it's cool, too, because I had seen both Honeyland and American Factory, and I think Honeyland is beautiful. Um, but if you're talking about something being like an expose or in covering an issue for a specific social justice, you know, mm-hmm. like means to an end. Um, American Factory to me was much more of a sort of like comprehensive case um, for union or Mm -hmm. labor rights Mm -hmm. um, more specifically. And yeah, Honeyland is beautiful, um, but I do think veered into poverty porn territory at times, Mm -hmm. which made me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, And it's tough, too, because The Cave and Forsama and Edge of Democracy are also... Um, in the same vein as American Factory, like talking about these really serious issues and people yeah. literally at war. Um, but American Factory, I think, was just so digestible and, like we've said, very accessible. Um, so I was surprised, but not upset that it won. Mm-hmm. Speaking of for Sama, did anybody catch Sama sitting yes. on her mom's lap at the ceremony? Yeah. yeah. For anyone who might not have seen it, uh, for Sama was directed... Um, by a woman for her child, mm-hmm. Sama, mm-hmm. Um, as sort of a uh, documentation of what their life was like. Um, yeah. And it's pretty lovely. Heartbreaking. I mean, heartbreaking, well, but yeah. lovely that, <laughs> that she created this for her child. Yes. Yeah. I definitely think that's, I mean, I, I really loved that movie, but it's one you sort of want to go in 
knowing, you know, knowing what you're in for. Yes. That they're it is not a light watch. Stuck yeah. in this hospital being bombed out in Aleppo for about the first year of their child's life. Right. Mm-hmm. And the cave is also about a hospital in Syria, but underground. Yeah. So really heavy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just such worthwhile filmmaking. Next, we got international feature film. Yay! Hey! <laughs> I think we should do that every time. So, Paige, Adrian, Sarah said Parasite. I was trying to play the game and I said Pain and Glory. <laughs> uh, the Bong Hive one. And yeah. so the sweep begins. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so so happy. sort of. I know. I will I will say just like brief note because my guest Pain and Glory. Um, I am so thrilled about everything Bong won, but I did love Pain and Glory, and it was really sad to see Pain and Glory go home empty handed too. Yeah. Um that I think Antonio Banderas and Pedro Moldovar did yeah. a really yeah. spectacular job with that film. Um and it was just a tough year yeah, to be exactly. an international feature film um up against Parasite. So while I think the best man won necessarily, um, I will say Pain and Glory deserves sort of like an honorable mention in my yeah. mind. Even a tough year for Antonio, who I didn't realize doesn't have an Oscar. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. insane to me, but uh, a tough year being against Joker. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was the one for me. I like really, if if a surprise were going to happen, I would have wanted to have seen yeah. mm-hmm. Antonio take it for Pain and Glory, mm-hmm. but we all knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was so exciting. And especially that after he won this, Bong then said in a subsequent speech, I thought I was done. <laughs> I thought I relax. I also love, and he mentioned it in his speech, that they changed the name to International Film. Yes. I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that that change happened until he said it on stage. And I think that's such an important point, like mm-hmm. yeah. subtle yet important point, like, they're international it's not foreign right yeah. like yeah. it's mm-hmm. accessible to everybody but like it's international and i think that's it's such a the tides are turning a little bit a little yeah. bit baby yeah. ever so slightly we're getting and, there yeah we're getting there yeah roma walked so parasite could run oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. animated feature adrian said i lost my body <laughs> sarah page and mike said toy story 4 pixar 1 yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Pixar machine is just a juggernaut. You just yeah. can't stop it. <laughs> but like I said, I'm here to celebrate Little Bo Peep living her best life. Yes, just being the woman she always wanted to be. I'm, I'm, here, <laughs> I'm here to celebrate Key and Peele's master plan. Oh, so. that too. Actually, I love that that clip that was, was included clip. Yeah. where they're like sneaking up on the woman. That that was such a sort of unexpectedly violent and hilarious <laughs> interlude in Toy Story Four, um, where. It, in direct contrast to all of these other toys that are there to, you know, serve their the kids that own them and be a good toy, um, was a really malicious like escape attempt. Yeah, um, yeah, very hilarious. Um, I really appreciate that the Toy Story movies just get progressively darker, like the oh, yeah. film. Um, I saw somebody made a joke where they were like, "Toy Story Five is going to be like Woody breaks into heaven to kill God." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all the clouds are hinting at. <laughs> I, haven't se- I haven't seen Toy Story 4. Is it, like, much darker than... Yeah. It's, I mean, well, I feel like Toy Story 3, 3 I is... I like a little baby. Yeah, I cried like a little baby because I aged with that series. Yeah. And yeah. so it happened to come out either right before or right after I went off to college. Saw it with my dad, who I had watched 1 and 2 with. And we were basically just, like, crying yeah, into each yeah. other's arms at the end because it was so wonderful to age with the franchise like that. Um, but this one, I would say, is dark in that the child who owns them 
puts uh, googly eyes and a little pipe cleaner mouth on a fork and creates Forky. And basically, Forky is dealing with being sentient, despite the fact that he is not supposed to be a sentient oh, toy. God. Yeah. So, yeah, it's some really bleak <laughs> sort of self-awareness. Okay. Toy Story 4 is a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad at least one horror film got some love. <laughs> Like way more interested in seeing Toy Story. It's really great. Like three is the ending of the franchise. Four is epilogue. Okay, it's really great. And three, I guess it sort of depends on like what you think is more horrifying because three sort of is like about facing your own mortality. Yeah, and four is like about facing your own obsolescence. Mm -hmm. Four has those puppets. Wait, what? Oh, yes. The yeah, ventriloquist the, dummies the ventriloquist in Toy Story 4 oh, are no. actually, I, if we want to talk horror film, those parts are yeah. very horror film. Oh, there's, there's, an yes. army. <laughs> there's an army of them. Yes. It is it is more than a little freaky. Okay. Like, like yes. an army of ventriloquist dummies being used to steal what it like essentially would be like toy organs. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is basically <laughs> repo. <laughs> no, yeah. It is I basically repo the yeah. genetic <laughs> musical for toys. Yeah. And just it's like beautiful how they're animated, but the way they were animated is very horrifying. Yeah. It was, okay, great. I it was hard it. to imagine it being for children. Like I don't see myself. When was the last time a Pixar movie was for children? True, 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 true. I can't wait. Okay, great. <laughs> can't wait. See that trailer for the next one? No, it's not for children. Kidding yeah. me? Uh original screenplay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Uh, Sarah with a heart Adrian and Mike said knives out uh, wait oh Sarah's heart went with knives out but yeah. she actually went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Paige uh, mm -hmm. we, none of us got that because Paris I got it yep <laughs> again really happy to be wrong in this category <clears throat> absolutely and I believe this was the category where while someone else was speaking or yeah while uh, Han Jin Wan was speaking Bong oh, in God. the background oh, looks I, at his Oscar yes. smiles, smiles and turns back around to the camera in just the purest moment my heart just Listen, exploded he was looking at it so lovingly yeah. is my hero and yes. my role model and like my dad. Every, like everything I want to be in the world. And yeah. this was the moment of the night where I was like, oh my God, maybe it's going to mm -hmm, happen. Because mm -hmm. I for sure thought that Tarantino was going to yep. get this. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if 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 Hollywood gets anything, it's yeah. going to be screenplay. Because yep. everyone loves Tarantino's writing. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a great script. And the minute Bong won it, I was like, <gasps> this opens yeah. 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 <laughs> Hollywood didn't go for Hollywood like yeah. no. like screenplay went to an international film like what yeah. I was blown away so yeah. I this was the moment in time last night where I was like okay bonk let's do it and let's it was it. a strong category like Knives Out yeah. and Once Upon a Time in right. Hollywood like those are great films and very yeah. well written films yeah. and so to see Parasite kind of come out victorious in what was already a really strong category yeah. I just thought that was incredible. Yeah, it was cool. The first film not in the English language to win Best Original Screenplay in yeah. 17 years. Yeah, so same. it's been a while. It's great. Also, was that the category that Keanu and Diane Keaton presented? Oh. Yes. Right? That was weird. Diane Keaton in her overcoat? Like, <laughs> make yourself her, at home. You can it, take your coat off. <laughs> and then she almost dropped the envelope and hit oh, the button. Yeah. Yeah. And then Keanu yeah. was like, let me take that from you. <laughs> That was so distracting to me, though, because I'm still mad about the end of Something's Gotta Give. <laughs> Hold up. Speaking of hitting microphones. Oh, 
You must have gone crazy with cats. I <laughs> wanted to throw the remote yeah. at the TV yeah. with the cats thing. No. I was like, ooh, these audio people are not going to be happy. Oh, no. <laughs> Just turn down the fader. Right. Or give them a heads up that you're going to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole bit was... This is probably something that belonged to the top of the show when we were just talking mm. about Oscar <laughs> moments. I was not on board for that situation. I mean, shout out to cats. <laughs> <laughs> I was especially because they came no, out, you. and I was like, "Are they about to just tear into no. the movie they were both in?" And they sure yeah. did. Yeah, they did. Which is an interesting way yeah. to go with I, it. And like, I don't disagree with anything they said, but, <laughs> like, but I bold think, move. Like, especially going after like the folks who did their visual effects. Right. I think it just it felt like a little bit of a low blow. It was like, yeah. okay, yeah. this movie did not do well. But yeah, that's don't go after like these people who certainly worked very hard right, to do right. the yeah. best they could with what they were given. Yeah, yeah. A buddy of mine on Twitter said, uh, "May the legacy of cats never die." I was like, "It could at least die nine times." I was, <laughs> I was like, nice. "One of my prouder things of it." Yeah, never mind. Moving on. Um, <laughs> adaptive screenplay. I said, "Taika, yay!" Uh, <laughs> Paige, Sarah, Adrian said, "Greta." Yeah. Yeah, take a baby. Yeah, I I will say yeah. I was bummed that Greta Gerwig didn't win. Um, Like I said, I would have loved to see Little Women get more love um, from the Academy. But I'm really happy Mm -hmm. that Taika Waititi is an Oscar winner. I'm just I'm like it's like hard to be mad about it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so psyched for him. And the first Indigenous filmmaker. So Buffy Saint Marie is an Indigenous person who won for um, best song, Mm -hmm. but the first Indigenous filmmaker to win a competitive Oscar, which is a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I like 85 percent of Jojo Rabbit. And I love 100% of Taika Waititi. So, <laughs> so it bounces out. Take it as yeah. a win, right? Yeah. Finally gets his Oscar for Green Lantern. Thank God. Oh my God. Supporting actress. And now Charlotte enters the game. Uh, we all done. said Laura Dern. Laura Dern got it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Totally deserved. So I watched Marriage Story after I predicted this. And yeah, like I'm, <laughs> I love Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. I love Laura Dern, but I I was after seeing it, I was kind of surprised by all of the hype with that specific character. The whole movie was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I think she was great. I don't think she was on a, the level as like the same level as Florence or Scarlett. No, mm-hmm. Scarlett and JoJo. Um, but yeah. I was very, I, I mean, I love Laura Dern, so I'm yeah. not, mm-hmm. not hating, but mm-hmm. like, I was just very surprised because when I had heard everyone be like, oh, Laura Dern's so great in this film and what a great role. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. Do you think Maybe. that it was a career Oscar? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Prob- I mean, mm-hmm. everyone just loves her. Right. I love I mean, her. So everyone's right. yeah. been like. Just, no, just give you. it to her. You're a, d- a doll, so there's definitely like a little bit of that feeling of the career Oscar, but I also just think like her role in Marriage Story has like big Renata Klein energy, mm. yeah. and so it's a little bit. They're all like, "We love you in Big Little Lies," and your character in yes. Marriage Story <laughs> is kind of similar. Yeah. yeah, and then she was also in Little Women and very good. Actually, I don't know if anybody caught this, but the Academy when she won accidentally tweeted. Um, Laura Dern, Best Supporting Actress, oh. Little Women. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Arguably, she was kind of better in Little Women. Yeah, I'm 
just happy she has one. Uh, yeah, either way. Yeah. yeah. I'm good with she it. She had a smaller role in Little Women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she didn't shine as much. That's true. Um, but, I mean, I love her in anything she does. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But yeah. I was just, after, I think just my whole, like, my whole opinion of that movie after I saw it was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. For it's, me, the takeaway of that movie mm-hmm. is Adam Driver's scene. Like, yeah. his fight scene. Yeah. It's, sounds weird in that oh, context. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His argument scene. That's interesting. Because yeah. for me, the takeaway is Adam Driver from when he sings Being Alive mm. through oh my God, the yes. end of the movie. Like, when he's reading the letter with yeah. the son. Yeah. That's all of that That's is. great Actually, when I showed up at my friend's house, like I showed up just in time to catch pretty much only that end of the movie from that scene of him singing through the very end. And I was like, ah, this is the this is a great short film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you guys watch the red carpet stuff at all? Yes. A little some, bit. Some of it. I will say I love that Billy Porter was one of the interviewers. Absolutely. Like yeah. whoever yeah. made that decision, that was the right call. And, and then he opened Billy Porter with Janelle should... Monet as well. Yes. yes. In those heels. Surprise. In those heels. I love him. I did not give love that him. enough credit when we talked about Janelle Monet earlier. <laughs> those heels are like a foot tall. Yeah. Um I forgot the gentleman's name. Elvis, I think. They were talking about yeah. No last name. Um they were talking about the best picture noms and then they were talking about uh, marriage story. Mm-hmm. And he described it as, oh yeah, it's it's in the divorce genre, along with E. T. Oh, what? And that very much confused me. <laughs> I mean, um, divorce is an undercurrent in E. T. I would but not you never see the dad. Right? You never see the yeah. dad. I would not describe E. T. as a <laughs> divorce <laughs> movie. I think they only mention the dad once. Like the mom is like, "You're a father," and then that's it. I don't yeah. remember either parent in that movie. <laughs> Oh, the mom is great in E.T. I guess I have to watch it. You, you gotta watch E.T. it again. Re-watch yeah, it. the mom yeah. is a big part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she's with them the whole time. But I wouldn't say yeah. divorce them the whole time. Yeah. No. I would not qualify yeah, that as a divorce film. <laughs> <laughs> like Kramer vs. <versus> Kramer? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. Like you story. Story. Yeah. <laughs> But also, is divorce a genre? Apparently. Is there a best divorce film on Anything can be a genre if you try hard enough. Sure. Supporting actor. Uh, Adrian went for Hollywood's dad, Tom Hanks. Yeah. And the rest of us said Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt got it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Well deserved. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will I will say shout out to you. Like I, I guessed that he was gonna win and I wanted him to win it. Um, but I did think it was really particularly charming at the the fact that in his speech, he cited, you know, coming out there, like literally loading up his car, coming out to L.A., yeah. trying to make it. And the fact that he ended with Once Upon a Time on, in Hollywood, indeed, was just really lovely and charming. And yeah. um, a reminder that obviously a lot of things had to come together and work <clears throat> out for him to get mm. to this point. But it was a really um, kind of charming rags to yeah. riches yeah. speech. I like that Gina Davis was there too. Yes. I like to think that she was just that they quietly sitting there yeah. taking some credit. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that he shouted out to all the stunt coordinators. Yeah. Because yes. I feel like that's a category in a lot of entertainment industry that just gets overlooked mm-hmm. plenty of times. Yeah. And they do some dangerous stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And we take it for granted so yeah. I, th- I thought that that was awesome mm-hmm. that now talk about something that should be an oscar category yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely weren't they, wasn't there a buzz like talk that there they has were been going conversation about it yeah and actually and i will say too specific to once upon a time in hollywood the australian woman who plays the stunt coordinator in once upon a time in hollywood is tarantino's actual stunt coordinator and mm. has been mm. for I, at least 
the last few of his movies mm. um and she was really anxious to play her like basically herself yeah. on screen but he was like no one's gonna do it as well as you oh. um That's so awesome. i thought that was really cute that he was like you know exactly how to keep people in line and yeah. there's yeah. no one who can play this role better than you um, so that was really neat. And he kept it going afterwards. Um, somebody asked him, you know, do you use a stunt person or do your or do you do your own? And he was like, no, I use my stunt people yeah. Yeah. and I am enormously grateful for all of the hard and dangerous work that they do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that that is a really nice theme. Mm-hmm. Thanks to this, I wouldn't be surprised if next year is the year that we finally got it. We'll see. Maybe. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Be awesome. And then they immediately retroactively give it to Mad Max Fury Road. Yep. <laughs> Just the guitar player, Mad Max Fury Road. That's it. Okay, but the pole, the pole guys. (laughs) Pole boys are great, also. Pole boys. (laughs) The pole, the pole boys. The pole. I think they were. Were they the pole cats? Maybe they were something. (laughs) Listen, whatever they call them, those guys were like about to meet death every second on that. You just want to talk about cats again? No, no, do not put that on me. I do want to talk about Mad Max Fury Road. The crossover. Right now, right now, we're gonna make a billion dollars. Yes, we are. Uh, Speaking of Gina Davis, did you guys catch that they used a piece of Beetlejuice music during one of the interstitials? Amazing. Yeah. For I forgot for what, but like when somebody was coming out, it was the Beetlejuice, like the main. Yeah. 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 It was so good. There was that in Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like, yes. They did play Pirates of the Caribbean, and we were all kind of a little bit confused, and then we were all like, this is great. (laughs) This is just like a really good score. I was in the kitchen getting a snack or something. I yelled to Kelsey. I was like, is that Pirates? (laughs) I do get a little hype every time I hear that score, despite the fact that like only the first movie in that franchise is any good. Oh, oh. Right. Is this you like the rest of them, or you only like, or you don't like the first? Oh, one? they're all fantastic, except okay. except for the fourth one, which doesn't exist. Okay, <laughs> well, the first one is one of my favorite like comfort movies, and so every time I hear that score, I'm like, should I watch Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> you should. I rewatched it like a month ago. Yeah. It holds up. Best actress. Uh, we all said Renee. Renee got it. <clears throat> yeah. Do we want to talk about the speech? What a speech. <laughs> <laughs> she sure gave one. Also, is she Southern? Yeah. So, yeah, she, yeah, she okay. was born and raised in Texas. She went to UT Austin. But I was saying that it also <laughs> seemed at points like she leans into her accent she more at parts. definitely does. That yeah. she talks so neutrally. There was one thing she's where she's saying, yes, and thank you to my handsome date, and then swung back <laughs> yeah. into the neutral tone. And... It just seemed very forced. I, which I'm again grew up in Texas. Totally I'm sure that's her real accent, but she definitely seems to lean into it, it sometimes more than others. Bellish, and mm. I remember when she accepted, um, she made a speech during her Golden Globes um, award, and I was like, "Wait, she's she's Southern." Like I never noticed it until then, and it it maybe I'm just I haven't seen her in a while, mm. and but. It just all of a sudden seemed like, oh, she's she's okay. Yeah, she's southern. It was kind of like during the red carpets uh, pre-show when they interviewed Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie's like totally losing her accent. She's trying to listen for it, and you can only hear it. Yeah, it used to be a lot stronger. Like when you see even the the behind the scenes stuff from Itania, she has a really strong Mm -hmm. Australian accent, and it almost just seems like yeah, living here has just sort of made it fade out a little bit. Kudos to her for not forcing it. Yeah. Best actor, we all said Joaquin. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. Joaquin got it. What a speech. <laughs> <laughs> Truly two, two speeches. Shout that out to the happened. cows. In a row, right? <laughs> two, it, yeah. two speeches in a row. And it really, like, Joaquin's was weird, but really it was only the warm up for Renee's. But, yeah. <laughs> I do love that he quoted his brother's lyrics. Yeah, that, that, that was, yeah. that that was very touching. Yeah. 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 Um, really, really beautiful. But yeah, deserved. Yeah. Again, it's unfortunate in a year that Antonio also got nominated. Mm-hmm. And Am Driver. But yeah. it's always sad when there's award when there's um categories that are like written in the stars and like you know already mm-hmm. like yeah. the minute that movie comes out you're right. like okay they're gonna win and all these other great films come out and all these other great actors and actresses are doing so well and then you're like just nope they're still gonna win mm-hmm. like it's it was well deserved but it was just like it wasn't exciting or right like, i wasn't mm-hmm. on the edge of my seat waiting exactly it was so expected i'd like to think that this was for you were never really here mm. <laughs> Which is a masterclass in acting or controlled chaos, whichever way you want to look at it. The Joker prequel. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Guard your ears, listeners. Now it's best director. Yes! I'm euphoric. I'm so excited. I do Uh, have to say one thing. Sure. Did they bring Spike Lee out to announce best director just to remind us all of how often... They have disrespected Spike Lee. I know that was, <laughs> again. It felt like putting Midsommar and Dolomite yeah. in the intro, where they're like, yeah. "And now here's someone presenting Best Director who has been robbed lots of time." It, yeah. yeah, yeah, ignored, <laughs> forgotten. He uh, did. He did look very happy to give it to Bong, though. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was understandably so. great suit. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, we all said Parasite, except for Adrian said Scorsese. Shrug from I'm, Adrian. I'm so happy that I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> oh, and finally, best picture. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> also so happy I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we all were. Yeah. yeah. No, so we psyched to be wrong. wrong. Did, oh, Mike, did you <gasps> Sarah and Paige said nineteen seventeen. Adrian said Hollywood. Mike and Charlotte yes! said Parasite. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I said director. Yeah, I said director as well. Yeah, you said director. Ugh, I was like, I was doing the ballot and I was like, this is my heart, but I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. This is my heart. It's going to happen. And I'm I'm just so, ugh, I'm so happy. God. Yeah. Thank God, and man. Historic mm-hmm. notes, we all know Parasite is the first Korean film to win an Oscar, period. Yep. It ugh. is the first film not in the English language to win Best Picture. Um, and on an exciting note, it is going to be expanded upon as basically what Bong has described as a six-hour film for an HBO series to come. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Ooh. So there is more Parasite coming is down the Is he involved with that? Oh, yeah, it's him. And his his story on that was that when we shot Parasite, I had six more hours of things I wanted to include and couldn't. And theoretically, that's what's coming for Is me. it going to be Korean or is it... I think it's still going to be in Korean, I so. but I don't I know. I hope it's not like American. I don't yeah. think... Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a remake, but... Um, it's really like, exciting night. As long as he's involved, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the Train to Busan remake. Mm-hmm. That's an American remake. I don't know. I don't need yeah. that. Well, HBO did, um, what's the Italian, uh, My Brilliant Friend. And they That's did true. that in Italian. Mm-hmm. So I think if anybody is going to kind of have the guts to put it out in Korean, yeah. it yeah. be HBO. Oh, and side note, so sorry, but um, Snowpiercer has a series mm-hmm. yes. out. It does. Which I think Bong produced. Or yeah. executive producer, which I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I think haven't it's, seen it. I think it premieres later, but yeah. 
but so he's having a it great is coming yeah couple yeah. years <laughs> yes yeah um I don't think this is gonna be the case but I would love if they brought the cast back for it I know oh, yeah. what too. a great cast so perfect it's gonna oh. be so weird trying to like see those characters again as different actors but, yeah because yeah. they were I love everything about that movie yeah. but the cast was one of my favorite oh my god things yeah, yeah. I think. So, and my other takeaways were, I thought it was really interesting that Bong did not speak for the best picture speech. Yep. Um, and I think partially was just that, as he mentioned multiple times, he did not expect to keep winning. Which is probably why he mentioned that he was going to go drink more than once. <laughs> yeah. Director Bong might have a drinking problem, but good for him. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. Um, and occasion. I did love, too, that so much of his best director speech, and again, I think this had to do mm-hmm. with the fact that by the time he'd already won twice, he was like, oh my god, I didn't anticipate this. What do I say? It was really lovely that he took that moment mm-hmm. to thank Scorsese in particular and Tarantino um, because everyone talks about what an honor it is to be nominated in a category with these mm-hmm. people always, no matter what they're winning. Um, but it was really special in particular to f- the fact that director Bong brought up that when I was going to film mm-hmm. school, I was thinking with this ethos that Scorsese had written and obviously like Scorsese is such an institution at this point, but it was so awesome to see that and see how he had taken, and you can see how he takes elements of Scorsese and Tarantino's work mm-hmm. and incorporates it into his own, that it is so distinct and unique and his very own style. Um, but at points like pretty violent and aggressive and yeah. you can see how he has taken their way of, of using violence for artistic means mm-hmm. um, and done it really effectively. And I thought that was really, really touching. Yeah. And everyone yeah, gave it was a really Scorsese beautiful speech. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Nice. It's really nice. Yeah, I feel like he was the only person to really name the other nominees by name. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. Like it's always the blanket, like, oh, I like to thank all yeah. my fellow mm-hmm. nominees. And like say something specific yeah. about each right. single one. Even to Todd and Sam, I'm gonna split the Oscar. <laughs> no. I, I want a Texas chainsaw <laughs> to <laughs> split <laughs> the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you uh, yes. how can you get more adorable? I don't know, but you keep God. doing yeah. it bombs. That so was glad. the best part too, because he said it in Korean first. And, and I heard Texas. Texas. And I was like, did he just say Texas? And then as she translated I was like, this is so much better than I guessed what he was saying. Um, and I should know um, also that Bong's <laughs> translator is an aspiring filmmaker yes. herself. Yes, who um, is going to go out on uh, her first set in a couple weeks, yeah. I think. She's, um, yeah. So also credit to her because uh, that is really, it's hard to be a translator yeah. and yeah. retain everything that someone is saying and translate it in then perfect <clears throat> English to an audience. Um, so credit to her not only for doing that but being a filmmaker in her own right and, and I, I think her film is about like award season I think it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. wants to make it said. about award season because this is, must be such a crazy experience right. to be in America and like go through and be a huge celebrity when like yeah. no one knew you mm-hmm. except for a small group of people um, like three years ago and, yeah. and then they became like the absolute darlings of this mm-hmm. award yeah. season mm-hmm. yeah I would love to watch her film about award season yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just re-watched the the when um, they announced the best picture and it was Jane Fonda she did like such a big pause mm-hmm. and then she yeah. said it and the entire theater mm-hmm. was roaring yeah. so like mm-hmm. everybody yeah. wanted it to win even Scorsese yeah. there was a clip of him just like throwing yeah. his yeah. Yeah. everybody was like you give it to others <laughs> like it, they deserve it so much and I thought that was like there was it, it felt like for the first time this Oscars year was very much like the Tonys in that it was like 
we just love each other and mm-hmm. like it's not a competition we're just celebrating and yeah, i feel like it's like usually not like it that did. it's usually like i gotta win i gotta win and this just felt like we're all artists and we all love what we do and like thank you and so that was so maybe it's it's director bong's influence i don't yeah. know yeah and the internet is not ablaze because joker did not get directed right. the picture right. yeah <laughs> the world isn't so horrible no, it was a real, a real moment of joy amidst yeah <clears throat> for a couple hours other things yeah it's I think yeah like Jane Fonda really she she delivered it perfectly so well yeah um I think she really had like a sense of like the momentousness this is important yeah of of what happened and the way yeah the way that she paused and the way she like said the name of the film in this kind of like very happy way like yeah when yeah. she paused I was like. <gasps> Is this is this the moment? And it was the moment, and I oh, so happy. Another great wholesome moment when the lights faded, which was terrible. Uh, oh. But everybody, yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks, was like, Tom oh, Hanks oh. screaming. Yeah. 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 And they, I mean, they all just like that. The cast is, I love that cast. Oh. Yeah. Um, I just thought Park So Dam looked so beautiful yeah. in her dress. Mm-hmm. Um, they all just were so happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they really, they feel like a family, sort of like what you were saying. Yeah. Um, you know, it feels like a real community thing this year where like everyone could come together and really appreciate what was actually the best film of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, um, I'm going to read a comment from a listener. Um, Stephen Jula, who wrote in regards to Parasite winning, quote, movies are movies. Just because the actors are speaking a different language doesn't mean it is any lesser of a film. I really hope this shows the studios that they can release more awesome films here in the States from other countries, end quote. Um, And then on that note, we have a question from listener Catherine Garofalo, who asked, is Parasite winning a sign of change or was this a fluke? I don't know. Mm hmm. I'd like to think of it as a sign of change. I would love to think of it as a sign of change. Yeah, I would like um, if it was. I'm, I'm real cynical. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like, I'm pretty just... pessimistic. That, yeah, like we're not. You know, we are only one year removed from Green Book winning. Exactly. Right, and, and the year two before, years before that, Moonlight. Right. Won. Right. And so when you think like they went from Moonlight to Green Book in two years, I just think. I feel like the Academy has a tendency of like one step forward five steps back Mm -hmm. but even like like being a little bit self-congratulatory too sort of this feeling where they're like well we awarded moonlight so now it's okay if we like award something that is much more regressive Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know i i think that that could absolutely happen again Yeah. yeah i think it just i i don't know i i remember reading um you know when they put out all those like I'm an academy member and I this is my honest feedback about what I vote for and there was this one from this woman I don't know who it is but she was like I don't want Parasite to win best picture because it should go to an American film and And I was like there was a moment where I got so depressed because I was like oh Parasite's not going to win because mm-hmm. we're all just so obsessed with it this being an American show yeah everybody's and, still so close-minded yeah mm-hmm. and so but it then made me optimistic that Parasite kind of came out on top against the odds because I think it it was not like because it was South Korean or because it was in a different language. It was just because it was a good mm-hmm. movie and everyone could agree on that. Um, so I'm 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 choosing I'm choosing to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but I hope yeah. you're right. 
Yeah, I, I helped him write too. The uh, the voting process for Best Picture is like actually pretty insane. Also, it's different than all the other categories. Yeah, um, it's, it's like kind it of has insane. to do with like percentages. Of yeah, the vote. it's all percentiles. So it's like you know it's it's a a ranked ballot. Yeah, and so whichever film gets the least amount of um of like number one votes, they take that film out of yeah. contention, and then all those people, their number two film becomes their number one film. And they basically just keep doing that until one film has the high, has the percentage of votes that it needs to win. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I think green book aside, <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's, I feel like it's a better way to do things because I think it is more of a consensus, which I, you know, and consensus could be good. It can be bad. Um, but I think to the point of this question, I don't know that like parasite winning is a sign of anything. And for me, I think like I will be more interested to sort of see what types of films they nominate in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and in particular, again, we've talked a lot about women. We've talked a lot about um, people of color Mm -hmm. and seeing like what progress is made in those areas. And I think that is maybe more telling. Well, it was like last time when we were talking about, um, well, Caesar brought up the question of, do you think they should expand the best director category mm-hmm. to the number that best picture is? And it's like, right. yeah, I think. Mm. Be a little more inclusive. At least it'll make it a little easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, he also submitted a question for this week. Um, basically, what is your over under on the Academy rectifying the lack of women directors or people of color who are nominated in next year's nominations sort of on the same parasite note um do we think that they're moving towards rectifying this issue and recognizing these stories more um or yeah is it just sort of this one step forward two steps back situation i would like to think that they're trying to be a little more open mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but at the same time where's farewell where's book smart it seems like the biggest problem like the biggest hurdle is this idea that voters might have in their minds of like what is an academy picture mm-hmm. you know like you look at something like hustlers this year and yeah. i think a lot of people just thought like well that's a movie about strippers it can't yeah. be yeah. an academy film and that mindset to me is like what needs to go i think you know the good news is like one of the highest or one of like the most talked about movies out of sundance is um that movie minari with steven yun mm-hmm. you know so maybe like hopefully they can pay attention to something like that yeah similar on the hustlers note uh, granted these both got nods for like technical stuff but like same thing like oh it's a marvel movie i don't know we mm-hmm. can't that's not an academy film oh yeah. it's a star wars movie that can't be an academy film yeah like i think when rogue one came out that should have got like i feel like that should have got like screenplay or something because rogue one is rogue awesome. one yeah hot take is my favorite star wars yeah. movie like so it's definitely. beautiful gary would have just nailed that script mm-hmm. it's a shame that it's always just visual effects right yeah, makeup. Like Same with like Endgame. Like a lot of people were fighting for uh, Robert Downey Jr. a Best Actor nod. Yeah, and friendly mm-hmm. reminder: Robert Downey Jr. has been nominated for playing someone in blackface in yeah. Tropic Thunder. <sighs> so the idea that that's considered an Oscar-worthy yeah. performance, oh God, and like, that. yeah, and like a very heartfelt, like final film as Iron Man yeah. is not considered on the same Weird. level. Is how like, are we granted, using these? Yeah. yeah, I don't agree with that just because of the the list of that we got this year. It's like mm-hmm. freaking stacked. But no, yeah, it's. The fact that he got a Tropic Thunder nod right, and not right. an Iron Man nod, I'm why? Is really yeah. 
is an interesting way that even though Tropic Thunder was a comedy, they were like, yeah. well, it's not a comic book movie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we think of it as a higher quality film. And hopefully with Joker, that changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Guys, I get a Joker is a quote unquote film. Right. Not a quote unquote movie. <laughs> right. But the fact that that decision basically gets made quote, and unquote, then sticks. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I think it does have everything to do with what the Academy thinks is Oscar worthy, which mm-hmm. I think is a problem because, like, art is art, and you know it, we no shouldn't what. we shouldn't be like, well, this is this is what an Academy Award winning movie is, and right. you know that's the only reason why we're going to nominate it. Um, and I think Parasite did a really good job of breaking down that wall, um, but it, it's going to take a lot of a lot of time to break it down completely. I think. And then we have some two more follow up questions um, from listener Stephen Fontana. Um, First, do you also hate the phrase this movie was robbed as much as I do? Which as soon as I've read this question out loud, I realize I have said that a bunch. Oh, me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The answer to that is depends on the movie. (laughs) Cats got robbed. (laughs) Mike, get out. (sighs) All right. (laughs) Moving on from that one. Also from Stephen Fontana. came thoughts on Joaquin Phoenix sort of anti-cancel culture speech. Um, do you think we need to be more forgiving of flaws and mistakes and work towards healing more so than excommunication? I don't know. Yeah. It's a tough <laughs> one. It, it's a very sensitive kind of yeah. thing. It, I guess it depends. I think it depends right? on yeah. what the... Like, I don't think everybody's going to jump up and start forgiving Harvey Weinstein anytime soon. Right. Or Bill yeah. Cosby. Or Bill Cosby yeah. or yeah. anything like that. Um, but I think even it's, Chris Rock, like in his um, bit with Steve Martin, made the point that like if you go through my Twitter, there are definitely some terrible things yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think yes, unless the person, ha- if the person has committed a crime, it's a different story. Yeah. Um, and especially if maybe they were not convicted in a court as they mm-hmm. should have been, yeah. um, that is definitely a different story. But I, I think it's really tough because I think when. In, in this age of social media, basically everything you've ever thought is documented mm-hmm. on some platform. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to discourage people from learning and growing. Yeah, and it's really sure. hard when people don't feel like they can do that mm-hmm. in a public space. I just think it's also it's a difficult time right now because we're in this period of finally openly talking about, in particular, you know, sexual harassment mm-hmm. um, or, you know, worse um, for the first time, like this is being mm. really openly talked about. And so you don't want to immediately jump to like, oh, well, people can grow or we can forgive all of this bad behavior because people have been forgiving and ignoring right. this bad behavior mm-hmm. to the detriment, totally. um, you know, of of a lot of people for a very long time. But I think it's important, like in in pretty much all cases um, to to talk about like how you move forward Mm -hmm. um even even if like what the person has done is really bad um you know i think for the most part there that there has to be like yeah there has to be like a way forward for for healing and for growth and learning Mm -hmm. yeah I, i think it also i totally agree and i think it also has to do with um a person's actions after they do something like they can just say i'm sorry and i won't do it again as much as they want but i think if they um 
do they do actions that prove that they do want to grow and they mm-hmm. do want to learn and they do want to change like um Joaquin Phoenix's speech at the BAFTA Awards talked about mm-hmm. how he hasn't done a good enough job of making his sets inclusive mm-hmm. and he wants to do a better job great yeah let's see you do it right yeah. Yeah. and like put your money where your mouth is literally mm-hmm. um <laughs> so I think um I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Like, I'm all for change and I'm all for growing and looking backward and saying, I did this wrong, I need to change it. Like, then let's let's see you do it and, and prove to all of us that you mean it. Yeah, it takes it takes time. You need to yeah. see, like, yeah. the, you need to see what the work is. Totally. I did appreciate the one aspect of his speech saying that, yeah, we should use it as an opportunity to grow and learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. True. And sometimes I feel like it's contextual as far as like who the person is in general. Like the whole James Gunn thing, I feel like there was such an outcry yeah. because he's Guardians of the Galaxy's director. Right. And mm. we shouldn't forgive somebody just because, hey, you made two yeah. really good mm-hmm. Guardians films and we won't want you to make a third yeah. great Guardians film. Yeah. Because he was also, he, he did apologize and he's like, hey, I was a different person back then. Mm-hmm, yeah, everything mm-hmm. I said was horrible. But yeah. 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 All right. Any final thoughts? Got some numbers. Yeah, let's yeah. hear it. <laughs> the results. The results. Oh my glasses down for this. <laughs> Mike and Adrian tie with eleven. Paige thirteen. Sarah fourteen. Woohoo! Congratulations, but technically, Sarah. Charlotte wins because she got one hundred percent. We were, we're doing a, a Oscar ballot at the theater, mm-hmm. and um, I did all these choices, and I think I got most right, except for like four or five. Nice. Which I'm very proud of. But Nicely yay! done. Yay! <laughs> Honestly, aren't we all winners this year? We're all winners. I know. I mean, Director I feel like Bond. a winner because I came in last, because I definitely didn't go with my heart. and was really <laughs> cynical, and I'm so happy I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best things to be wrong about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Thank you. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Um, the podcast is supported by the Jacob Burns Film Center. Each episode is mixed and recorded and edited by Mike. It is produced by me, Paige. Special thanks again to our guests, Sarah, Charlotte, and Adrian. Um, just a reminder to like and subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform. You can find us on social at JBFC underscore PVL on Instagram, JBFC underscore NY on Twitter, or Jacob Burns Film Center on Facebook. If you have any questions or things to add, you can always email us at jbfilmcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Justice for cats. <laughs> I'm leaving this podcast. I'm, I'm leaving that in. Take me. Erase me from this podcast. <laughs>